0: You're watching Single Process with Joe and Bob. We created this video series to help you navigate through the difficult process of divorce. We hope this makes your journey a little easier. Our topic today is how to pick a lawyer and to start the process.
1: Yeah, because that lawyer. How right? did you
0: find your mediator? Since you went that route, what did you do? You, you ask do? around.
1: You ask friends, but. Honestly, I mean, your divorce attorney seems to turn into, like, your therapist. I think there's a lot of value and in And your picking... confidant, right? Yes,
0: yes. You're exposing everything to them, yeah. and it's someone you need to know that's going to be competent and really help no, you through this. I think it's important
1: to screen a few, and, you know, we'll talk about that. So well, I don't know how to do that,
0: okay. so we're going to get Eric Broder to tell us. Eric Broder is going to be... Eric Broder
1: is a founding partner with Broder & Orland in Westport and Greenwich, Connecticut. He's a seasoned litigator with over 20 years of experience in family law. He also serves as a special master to the superior courts. That's a big deal. Thank you, Eric, for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right, Eric, since
0: uh, you were conflicted out for me, couldn't pick you, uh. but how do you pick a lawyer? Uh,
2: you know, people think go online, you know, the old days checking the yellow pages. The first thing is ask people. Ask really? people okay. That's who their lawyer was. And, and if you're not comfortable asking somebody because you have a personal relationship and don't want to share maybe that you're thinking of divorce, for example, ask a trusted professional. Maybe it's your therapist if you have one, Mm. your primary doctor, maybe it's your accountant, your financial planner. These people, we all run somewhat in the same circles and run into each other. They are going to give you probably a better idea as far as who they think you should consider hiring.
0: Okay. Is there anything you should do, like read news articles online? Like if you're picking a financial planner, you might, you know, Google them and see if there are any negative reviews or is there any case, I mean, should you see if there are any, like, actions brought against them by the bar associations? You
2: can can look at that. Everybody Googles everybody all the time anyway now, so that's absolutely going to happen. I would be a little bit cautious to those things because lawyers aren't restaurants or hotels where, you you know, the meal was bad, you you know my, my <laughs> um, I always think a personal reference is best. I mean, I wouldn't have knee surgery without I wouldn't type in knee surgeon near me.com and pick somebody, right? I would make sure that I had a personal reference because it is probably the most important financial transaction of your life, a divorce, okay. and also by far if there are issues with your children, the most important issues with your children, for your children and
1: but- family. You hear these stories all the time where, you know, your your future ex-spouse runs off and talks to three attorneys and all of a sudden they're off the table for you. I think they call it, what do they call that?
2: Like conflicting out or-, or
0: Conflicting out. That's anyone, what I started with at the beginning of okay. the
2: episode, right? Or if anyone watched The Sopranos years ago, the Tony Soprano role because he conflicted out all of New Jersey for uh, his wife for the episodes <laughs> to get divorced, hire a lawyer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that's some people have done that. People I've heard stories of people that have interviewed eight, nine, ten attorneys and in smaller communities that can have an impact because maybe there are only five or six really good top, you know, family law type attorneys. It's a little bit well, it's untrue. You can't automatically conflict a lawyer out just by spending an hour with them. It depends on what you tell them, the level of what you tell them, and also if you go around and meet a bunch of lawyers and your spouse wants to challenge it. Your spouse will likely prevail because there are cases where judges say, "Nice try. You can't prevent your spouse from hiring."
0: Okay. They'll look. They'll they'll look through your actions and see what your intentions were. That's exactly potentially. So
2: it's not as simple as I'm going to call these five lawyers on the phone for five minutes and then they're conflicted out of my case. That's not. But there's there's an important thing to when considering a lawyer that I think people need to know: who's going to work on my case? Number one. Are there more than, is more than one lawyer going to help me on my case oh. in your office? Mm-hmm. What's the role of the supervising or senior lawyer? And why should I pay a senior lawyer their rates to do things that a lower lawyer may be able to do at a less expensive rate? And I think people should be cognizant of how that firm approaches handling their clients. Because there are certain tasks that a junior lawyer can handle just as competently okay. as a senior lawyer in the same amount of time.
0: And for and, a significantly a, a less hourly rate.
2: Exactly. And will paralegals be used, for example? And people don't always know that. Um, there are some great solo practitioners out there, but if they're on trial for two weeks, how do I get a hold of you if something happens in my case? They're not on a beach somewhere, they're literally on trial. You need to know, how do I get a hold of my lawyer? What happens if I have an emergency? And also, I think the biggest, some lawyers, what I might consider an emergency, are, what I should say is what you might consider an emergency, I might think is not an emergency at all, but make sure that lawyer sees things from your perspective and understands what you define as an emergency or an important situation is and is responsive and gets back I to I think
0: responsiveness is a big point, Eric. I found that I wanted to be able to... con. If something came up that was meaningful to me, it may not be an emergency, as you said to my lawyer, but right. it mm-hmm. felt really important to me in the moment, and I wanted access on some level. Yeah, and and that's... That's really important. And you need to know that you're gonna
2: have that or that they'll get back to you and set up a time. I mean, People sometimes fire attorneys. It happens actually a lot more in family law or divorce cases, I think, than other areas of law. And the number one complaint is responsiveness. And I always joke, I love being the second lawyer in if that's the reason they're you know, getting rid of their lawyer because we will respond, and I make sure we respond very, very quickly to address their concerns or needs.
0: Yeah. All right, so now you found a lawyer. Yeah. Well, what do we do Hopefully. next? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, Find before a you do that, way. there's oh, one more important on question Sorry. you should
2: ask. There's a yes. trick question when you're consulting with a lawyer. Always ask, <laughs> how much will my case cost? Because the answer shouldn't be 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. The answer is, I don't know. Because they should give a range, but the answer should be, I don't know. Depends on who the other lawyer is generally, and depends on Maybe their relationship, what that other lawyer's approach is, and strategy is. You can give a range, but if they tell you it's a drop-dead $2,500 fee and you'll be divorced in six months, run. You know that's, run. A, you know that's okay. Run. run.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now you're lawyered up. Yep. Where do we go from here? What are the top five things we need to know? Well, first of all,
2: the, top, the number one most important thing, get a support network in place. I mean... Who's in that? Don't get this, don't do it alone. Number one, there are divorce support groups and you'd be shocked. Call a church, call a community center. Okay. Get to see other people that you can talk to about your experiences. It usually makes people feel a lot better. Or a friend or a family member, whoever it is. And keep them involved. So that doesn't really directly involve your lawyer but you'll save yourselves a lot of money talking to your friends who
0: are gonna be of, like, Instead of... Yeah. X hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, That's
1: right. <laughs> well, in 2,500, we just yeah. established
0: that. <laughs> no. um, I, I would gather as
2: much financial information as you can. The more work you do and the more organized you are, okay. the less expensive your case is. I tell clients, give me a, don't, I've had clients come in with paper bags and dump stuff on my just table. Just leave your boxes. And they go, it's all up to you. Well, that's just a waste of money. We make the money. We don't care. We'll do yeah. it, but it's not smart. Come in organized. Tax returns are easy to get. You can always call your accountant. If you file joint returns, I don't care that your spouse was the main contact with the accountant. Call that accountant, say you can talk to my attorney. If your signature's on it, you
1: have the right to see it? Absolutely, you file a joint
2: tax return. Or financial statements, go to the bank, gather all the information. Your lawyer should be telling you right up front what you're gonna need. I mean, the first thing I do is I hand the other, my client a list of everything I would ask of them if I represented their spouse. And I do that up front, so there's no excuse for them not knowing they were supposed to give me something. Okay. So just, here you go, grab all this stuff. And
1: And, and if you're not good at getting that information?
2: Tell me who I can get it from. You don't have a problem with your tax returns or your business records? Give me your accountant's information. Your financial documents? Give me your financial planner's information. Or, you know what? Sit down with my paralegal right now. Plug your password in on the computer and let's put and down And we'll pull it vacuum.
0: down. I love that. I love that. That would like, that. be a likely yeah. scenario. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> it meets somewhere between me having to go home and figure this out myself.
1: Yeah, but it's a legal versus uh, yeah, yeah. the senior attorney. That's right. That's
2: right.
0: That's right. Okay. Terrific.
2: Be aware there are gaps in your case, too, as the case starts. And sometimes people think we start a case and it's a lot of things are going to happen. That's the rarity. Maybe it happens sometimes when people are cut someone off financially or there's issues with children. But understand there'll be gaps. But ask your attorney. Keep me posted. Even if it's every couple of weeks, a quick tap to let
0: me know in an email. Everything's quiet. Just an update.
2: So don't assume
0: that because you're not hearing anything, you've been forgotten. That's right. what you're saying. Yes. Okay.
2: Sometimes I say no news is good news in certain cases because it does take time to gather the requisite financial information. But
1: I'm also sensitive about contacting the attorney at all because I feel like you're billing me in blocks of time, right? So if I'm pounding out emails to look for updates. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I would think
2: a quick update from a lawyer to say, everything's quiet, nothing's happened. Okay, is one should, thing. Yeah. Shouldn't, be, shouldn't be billed if it's a quick two-minute email. Maybe some lawyers do, but there might be something that that lawyer, you're kind of reminding the lawyer too. Okay. I mean this is your life and, and I think people sometimes feel intimidated, which is wrong yeah. by their it's attorneys. True, yeah. I've heard that before, which you shouldn't. You should feel that you have open access to and stay on top of your case. And mm-hmm. and, and not every day. I mean that, that could be much obviously, but every couple of weeks if nothing's happened, reach out, email me, call me, ping me, whatever it is, and know where you are and where you stand. Okay. I and love also that. I think it's important to ask the attorney what's next. So you can start thinking. Okay. You know, I, I believe, a- no, no surprises. Like, surprises are the worst thing that happen. So I always try to keep my client apprised of what the next step is that we'll be dealing with so that while they're there working on this step, they know where we're gonna be headed. Now, things happen all the time in cases and unexpected things happen and we deal with them, but you can kind of blaze the it's path It's nice for to that. know
0: what the game plan is. It's nice to know where your next step is. Totally What's agree. coming down the road. Yeah. Managing expectations,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's the most important thing. I mean you should have a lawyer as they learn more of your picture give you re- legitimate ranges of what's going to happen and if you're not sure what your lawyer is telling you take another consultation with another lawyer okay. i mean that's that's
0: is that that's like i feel like that's going to the hairdresser and then you know switching hairdressers know. and getting caught so that's right t- i, I can <laughs> tell you personally Do
1: you know what I, mean? I i know i but, t-
2: but personally i mean i know in a case especially as we get to settlement time if my client is a little unsure i advise them to get another opinion really and it's just like a doctor before surgery i mean you're not going to go in and god forbid you have something really serious that needs to be addressed you likely would get a second opinion why not i mean i rather and and it's worth
1: to do that i I would never think you'd recommend it
2: (laughs) (laughs) well look i don't want someone coming to me later on saying you didn't do this, you didn't do that, yeah. you didn't, or I, I told you this, you didn't say this,
0: so... You'd rather you know, head it off. I'd rather might head actually up. move someone closer to settlement mm-hmm. and closer to resolution mm-hmm. if Absolutely. they know that somebody else is going to tell them, give them the same advice. I agree. That's right. or, or
2: conflicting advice that then you can address with that client to say your opinion on it. Um It's, Absolutely. it's very, I mean, you hear of cases all the time. I mean, you were married, both married for a long time, and those decisions you made impact maybe not the rest of your life, but oh, certainly the rest of many, your children's years, lives. Yeah, oh, totally. the rest many, of your children's many, minority, many yes. Lives. So you Absolutely. want to do it right. You want to do it the right way. You do not want to be back in court if you can avoid it after your divorce is over.
1: Okay. Post-judgment
2: okay. issues, which is a whole other topic, I'm sure, yes. and we can go into that sometime, but that's something you want to avoid.
0: Okay, I love it. I love it. missed? Just terrific. Good. Thank you, guys. Such great. Thank and you. things, and totally unexpected Ugh. things. Those will totally not have been yep. on my <laughs> list of top
1: five things, so I love it. Good, well done. Thank, thank, you. thank you, guys. Thanks thank for, you me for having me. I for more information it. on this and other topics that are helpful, log on to singleprocess.me.